When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Heartland Podcast and today we are starting a new episode and we are going to focus on reparenting ourselves. So why do we need to reparent ourselves and how do we parent ourselves? Aren't our parents our parents? Why do we need to do anything with that? Well, as children, our parents greatly influence who we are and how we come to relate to the rest of the world and all the things that they teach us whether they're good or bad we take on for the rest of our lives the way that they disciplined us as children the way that our parents nurtured us as children is the way that we discipline and nurture ourselves so we will be going over how our parents influence us our attachment styles our discipline system as well as our nurturing system. And all of this is going to encompass how we can begin to parent ourselves the correct way to setting ourselves up for success. So let's begin with our parental influence. And this is something that many people have a hard time grasping because the way that our parents parented us comes from their blueprint of how they were parented. And not everyone comes in the world with a manual or a guide on how to parent. Sometimes children have different personalities that they don't know how to work with. Maybe they have the personality of their spouse or their partner, or maybe they have the personality of their shadow selves that they try to suppress, but it comes out in their children. Or sometimes it's literally a copy and paste situation where they will replicate everything that their parents did to them, they will do to their children. Or they may completely avoid everything that their parents did and go the complete opposite and parent their children that way. So the way that our parents treated us comes from a lot of their background. So it's important to not cast blame, although it's really easy to do when we feel that our parents are very responsible for the way that we are or things that we've been through. And some of us have unfortunately had really bad parents. And for that, I'm really sorry if that's something that you experienced. Many people deal with neglect. They felt abandoned. They felt abused. They felt many horrible things by their parents and for that I want to say that I'm sorry that you experienced that. However, there is a message that is received when it comes to dealing with our parents. Either our parents were absent or they were present. If your parent was absent, I want to tell you that they gave you a gift of strength. That you are strong enough to parent yourself 
And that is something very incredible. It may seem really hard to understand that concept that, wow, okay, like my parents weren't there for me, so I'm just supposed to take care of myself. But think about the flip side of that. Imagine all the times that you have people that had parents that tried their best to take care of them and maybe they were overly present. And once that person grew up in the world, they didn't know how to take care of themselves. And they depended on other people, almost to the point where they couldn't even take care of who they were for regular daily situations. Look at situations where people found themselves totally weak without the help of other people. So if you're in that situation where you had a parent that was completely absent and you're here today and you're taking care of yourself, you have received the gift of amazing strength of independence. And although it's very painful, and very hurtful to not have that connection very strong in your life. That was their gift of parenting to you. So it's all about how you view the situation. So I want to make that point that all we can do for our parents is just to have the gratitude that they got us here. The things that they did right or wrong, we have to forgive that because we're here and we're breathing and we're living. And if you're listening to this, then that is an amazing blessing that you're actually here today. So I want to say welcome and I want to say just thank yourself for continuing to push through. Because our parents are not perfect, our parents are people, our parents are humans. Although maybe they tried their best and their efforts were seen, or maybe it seems as though they didn't try their best and their efforts weren't seen. With the experiences, fears, and situations that they had, they chose what they felt were the best decisions with the information that they knew. If they knew better, they would have done better. I absolutely believe that. Even when we feel consciously that we know better, the reasons for us choosing to not take those best actions subconsciously are reasons for us to not know better. Do you follow me? So if consciously you know it's wrong to hit another person, that's it's not right to do that morally that's wrong but if you don't have the knowledge and self-control to cope with your anger and to cope with self-control knowing consciously that it's wrong is not enough to keep you from doing it so trust that our parents really did try to do the best they could with what they knew how and all we can do is just thank them for creating us and that we're here today and we can move forward with parenting ourselves the best way we can so let's move into attachment styles i'm sure a lot of you have heard of this especially if you are 
on a soul search to finding the best relationship. And in the future, we will definitely be covering that topic because it's really important to people as far as getting into relationships and all these types of things. Our attachment styles are created in our childhood with our parents or our caregivers or whoever took care of us at the time. Even if they were our grandparents, if they were relatives, or if we were adopted or fostered or whatever the case may have been. Whoever your caregiver was at the time is what helped you to develop your attachment style. So let's go over them really quickly. You have insecure attachment styles, which are avoidant or anxious. You have secure attachment styles, and you have overly secure attachment styles. A lot of people don't go over the overly secure attachment style, but I will cover that shortly. So what would be the anxious attachment style? An anxious attachment style would be someone that feels clingy, a fear of being left behind, fear of abandonment, very dependent, needy. An avoidant attachment style is someone who's very dismissive, they cut people off, they avoid things that feel uncomfortable altogether instead of pushing through them. If you get into an argument, you may have the urge to just totally run away or to leave the entire argument and to never revisit it again, even when you're calm. A secure attachment style is right in the middle. You can process things accordingly and situations when it comes to relationships don't spark a feeling of fear or anxiousness in you. And then we have overly secure. Overly secure would be spoiled, lacking gratitude, very demanding, and lack of appreciation. So can we change these attachment styles? To change your attachment style would basically mean rewiring your brain. And although you can do a lot of things to greatly reduce or soothe those attachment styles to completely just change overnight and just say, okay, I'm not like this anymore, is very impossible almost (laughs) without having some type of cognitive therapy. Things take time. Your brain does not like change. So something that's been instilled and ingrained over time and you've had lots of practice and experiences with building these attachment styles, listening to information is not going to completely remove your attachment style. It requires a lot of time, patience, practice, and techniques that you would need customized for you. But first, in reducing these attachment styles or helping our attachment styles, we want to uncover the source. So how did your parents influence your attachment style? If they gave you everything you wanted freely and easily, then this could have led you to become overly secure. If everything you wanted was always there at all times, if you needed love, if you needed attention, if you needed nourishment, if you needed 
toys or entertainment or gifts, if you needed fun, if you needed experiences and you got them right as soon as you wanted it every single time, this can cause you to feel overly secure and this can lead you into situations of holding a sense of entitlement, lack of appreciation for others. You may struggle in relationships where people feel used or they feel like you take them for granted and it can push people away. Although our parents could have provided for us at that time for the time when we were children, as we begin to feel independent and take care of ourselves on our own, it can be very difficult as life is not always on that level of instant gratification and you can begin to run into feelings of feeling very frustrated if you don't get something within the time that you wanted. You can begin to feel very impatient when you want something and you can't get it so it can create a lot of frustration. If your parents were cold or inconsistent with you or maybe they had the idea that they didn't want you to be a crybaby and they didn't adhere to your needs at the time, this will lead you into feeling very insecure. So if you were as a baby, which you're not going to remember this, but as a baby, if your parents just would let you cry for hours and just not pick you up or feed you or do whatever it is that you were needing at that time if there is lack of consistency that can very much lead you to feeling insecure and sometimes it can lead you to feeling anxious and it can make you feel avoidant If your parents were very negative in their approach with giving you feedback whenever you felt discomfort or ridiculed you or maybe taunted you or say, you're a crybaby, you know, whenever you just felt sad, then that can lead you to feeling avoidant where you may have difficulty with opening up to people because you have that fear or feelings of negative responses just for feeling any type of emotion. When it comes to this, we have to think about our brains. So our brains have what is called an amygdala, which is our threat processor. It basically filters through our experiences and it will keep or throw out what feels like a threat every experience that we go through our amygdala will say threat not a threat threat not a threat and if it is a threat then it will boost a release of adrenaline and that's when we will begin to feel that anxiousness where we want to either run away or freeze or fight you know the fight or flight system that's what that is related to. We may also feel a lot of those insecure attachment styles if we had an early separation from parents or caregivers, if we dealt with abuse at an early age, and just any type of mistreatment or overall neglect as a child will definitely lead to those attachment styles of feeling very clingy and anxious or feeling avoidant and dismissive. To totally 
completely back away from anything that feels uncomfortable when we feel avoidant. We just want to get away from anything that feels like, I don't, I don't know, this is a threat, I'm out. That, that would be an example of feeling avoidant. So as you can see, just getting information or reading a few techniques, yes, they're going to be helpful, but it cannot completely undo all of those feelings and all of those experiences that your brain has developed over many years of determining what feels like a threat to you, even if it's not a real threat. So what can we do? Are we just doomed? Do we just have these attachment styles where we can't even have healthy relationships or we can't just cope with life and, you know, be happy? Like, are we always going to feel like very avoidant or anxious or, you know, spoiled? Like, how do we deal with that? So the number one thing that I would say is to not get frustrated with yourself. You have been through many experiences that were not within your control. This was something that was from other people's control. This was from your caregiver, your family, your parent. This was from their control at the time. As a child, you do not have the capacity to have full control and independence over your life. So I want you to be very gentle with yourself when it comes to handling your attachment style. I know it can feel frustrating because we just want to get over it so that we can just be these happy, confident people and we don't have any problems or issues and you know people like to be around us, but we have to work with ourselves. So the first thing to do is to recognize those emotions. So we want to make sure that we're recognizing our emotions whenever we do feel those fears come up. So when you are starting to feel that sense of anxiousness or like you want to run away, that's when it's time to record those feelings. Write in your journal, jot down how you're feeling, get everything out because we want to work on reducing the feelings of feeling overwhelmed right now. Our brain is going into a state of fear, so the quicker that we can get everything out, maybe write things down in a very safe environment, we can work through it instead of just, you know, feeling, you know, so trapped and limited within our own thoughts and emotions. The next thing that you can do is always look into therapy. There's a lot of negative connotations with therapy, whether it's cost or shame to acknowledge that we're not perfect and that we need mental help, and that's okay. We need, a lot of us need emotional and mental help. In fact, everybody, I think, will benefit from some therapy. And the great part about therapy is that it's going to be customized for you specifically. It's going to take in all of your experiences and things that you've been through and it's going to form a plan to help you be able to cope the best way that's meant for you. And that is an amazing, great investment. Always know that when you invest in yourself, it's always the best investment that you will always make. You are the most beautiful and expensive thing you will ever own. Always remember that. 
If you feel that you can work through your problems without therapy, of course, always do something is better than just feeling overwhelmed and not knowing what to do. The next thing to do is to work through it. You may find situations that happen to you that life will begin to challenge you in order to help you overcome those situations. If you listen to many of my episodes, I shared my previous story of when I lost my cat very recently and to go through that experience of feeling very painful and uncomfortable, I really wanted to just run away. I wanted the whole situation to be over. I wanted to avoid it altogether. I did not want to deal with it. But life pushed me through it. And it pushed me over the edge to show me you actually can get through this situation. You can get through this scenario And I'm going to make sure that you don't give up. So sometimes life has different ways of teaching you lessons to help you cope with that. A lot of times we're super tired of having all these lessons in life. But it really is meant for our highest good. It's really meant for us to grow and to get out of those old stunted belief systems that don't serve us anymore so that we can be our best selves. The other thing to note is that sometimes these attachment styles don't come up until we're in a relationship. In the very beginning stages of a relationship when we're kind of have that unknown feeling like can I trust this person what's going to happen like we have a lot of fear in the very beginning stages of our relationships and then towards the end when it's around that breakup those attachment styles will come up again so it's always important to make sure that you recognize your partner's attachment style are they avoidant or dismissive are they secure Are they anxious? And this is going to help you navigate throughout the relationship as well. Try your best to choose your partners that are more secure. Ones that are going to be patient with you. Ones that are going to show that level of commitment if you are anxious. If you are anxious with your attachment style and you get into relationships with those that are avoidant, it can cause a great deal of pain because your clinginess and your neediness is going to push the other person away and vice versa. So that's something to be mindful of is to make sure that we are surrounding ourselves with people that help us to feel more comfortable. That's the most important thing is to make sure that your environment and the people that you surround yourself with are helping you to feel more confident and more comfortable to help you with moving through that attachment style. Because although maybe you didn't have that opportunity as a child to grow up in an environment that fully supported you, that was there when you needed it, there are people that can provide you with that positive reinforcement as an adult. The next thing I want to go over is our discipline system. So it's time to do a whole new reboot on the way we discipline ourselves. So how did your parents discipline you? Were they very 
forceful and angry? Did they yell at you? Did they berate you? Did they insult you? Did they use the silent treatment or ignore you when you did something wrong? Did they spank or hit you? Did they take things away from you when you did something wrong? Did they discipline you at all? Either way, how our parents disciplined us becomes the blueprint for the way we deal with ourselves when we make mistakes. If our parents did not discipline us at all, it can lead us to having that lack of self-control, and that greatly affects our financial life as well as the way we relate to others. If our parents were too restrictive, it can lead us to rebel. And although on the outside, we can feel like we're running away from things, ironically, people tend to wind up in more restrictive situations. Isn't that interesting? So I have an observation. Doesn't mean that it's 100% true, but I have an observation that Those that have grown up with very strict parents tend to go through a rebellious stage. And once their rebellious stage is over, then they seem to be attracted to going into the military, which again is a very strict environment. Or I have also observed where You have others that have very strict parents and they become so rebellious that they gravitate towards criminal activity, which then leads them to jail. Talk about restrictive there, huh? So it's interesting because everything is built subconsciously where how our parents disciplined us, we're going to be attracted to in the way that we handle our mistakes and our situations. We're going to gravitate towards strict situations, even if we don't like it, because it feels familiar. So how can we discipline ourselves the correct way? Now, this also depends on your personality type and how you process things. But most importantly, self-love should be first. You should always take the actions that will stop you from a destructive path and what will set you up for success. If you have an impulsive or obsessive type of personality, then it may be best to remove or limit certain things that can be destructive to you. If you are too cautious or fearful to push forward in new experiences, it's really best to push yourself and to reduce things that will make you feel too comfortable. You don't want to coddle yourself too much from enjoying life and taking risks. So what about our nurturing system? How do we nurture ourselves? What do you do when you feel down? Do you avoid yourself and escape? Do you lean towards drugs or alcohol? Do you coach yourself through tough times? Do you reward yourself or pamper yourself whenever you are feeling stressed? How do you handle yourself when you are stressed, when you are feeling sad or anxious or angry? 
that's the best way to understand how you nurture yourself. And how our parents nurtured us is just as important as all the other topics and situations that I've mentioned previously. If you felt sad or down, did your parents hold you and let you know that everything was going to be okay? Did you feel safe? Did you feel comforted? All of those things are really important to take note of. So let's create a better nurturing system. Again, all of this is totally based on your personality and how you will best thrive. Because what may work for me may not work for you. But always choose self-love. So you want to make sure that whenever you're feeling down, choose the healthiest option in helping you get through that scenario. Rather, it's listening to music and trying to uplift your spirits and have fun and joy. Or rather, it's listening to enlightenment or inspiration and motivation to help you get out of that situation or circumstance that you're thinking about or gravitating towards a book that can help you with getting over your situation or spending more time with yourself and removing away distractions that are not going to help you resolve the issues that you're experiencing right now. This is the time that self-love really comes into play. Maybe take yourself and do something that you really enjoy, something that you've been wanting to do for a long time. It's okay to reward yourself. It is totally okay to reward yourself and to do something that's fun, that you enjoy. Just make sure that you're choosing self-love first. Rather, you're disciplining yourself or nurturing yourself. Escaping the situation, running away from it, berating yourself, or yelling at yourself internally that you're not good enough is never the answer to nurturing or disciplining yourself. You want to make sure that you have your best interest at heart. If your parents didn't do it, if your caregivers didn't do it for you, take this opportunity now to do it for yourself. Because you become the judge, the criminal, the jury, and the executioner all in one. So we want to make sure that we give ourselves the best trial and to release the guilt and shame that we have associated with all of these things that sometimes are very unnecessary. Just take accountability and give yourself that sense of power. Own your power and take full control over your life because you are the only one that can do it for you right now. Relationships, environments, money, all of the things that we enjoy that help add value to our lives are all supplemental. It's like the vitamins. But we have to have 
the full nourishment meal, which is our core self, before we can add the vitamins. Vitamins are just boosters to what we already have inside. So take this time to be your best parent. Be your mother, be your father to yourself. Push yourself and get out there when you need to. But provide yourself with the safety and comfort and nourishment and nurturing that you need when things feel tough. This concludes our episode on reparenting ourselves. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Heart Blend Podcast.